Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy, the show that talks 100% L.A. Galaxy soccer. We're glad you could join us. Now it's time to sit back and relax as your hosts navigate through the twisting, turning, but never boring world of the five-time MLS Cup champion, L.A. Galaxy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. I'm your host, Josh Gessman, coming to you on a Thursday, April 1st. Happy April Fool's Day. Although let's not make a habit of telling lies on this show tonight, we're gonna be uh, we're gonna be truthful with you. No jokes. We have some great stuff for you. We have a world premiere music premiere coming up. I don't even know how to say it because I've never done it because nobody ever trusts me. I have a feeling you're gonna love it. So stick in there. It's coming right up. Uh, we're gonna talk about the LA Galaxy scrimmage on Wednesday night and why that really doesn't matter, but it does. And we'll talk about that. We'll get you to Tucson. We'll tell you who's arriving in Tucson. We'll talk international guys as well. So a lot of stuff to get to. It's a packed show. Help me do it. You know him. You love him. It's the hammer himself. Mr. Eric, the Portuguese hammer Vieira. Eric, how's it going, buddy? It's going very well. I like your, uh, you know, Liga G FIFA announcers. We've got down the radio DJ. We still need a little bit of work. The yeah. weather on the sevens. We got a new debut track dropping. Yeah. So I, you know, we'll work on that. I, but yeah, excited. I, it's, it's April Fool's. I, I like that we didn't try any tomfoolery or uh, shenanigans. We went straight for it. Uh, and we're, we're, we're playing it straight, which I appreciate. I didn't, you know, I, I refuse to say, you know, the track is dropping, but I, I guess that is the, the correct terminology in this yeah. particular case. So I just, I, I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to overhype it. I didn't want to underhype it. <laughs> I just, I, I wanted it to be, I wanted it to be natural. And there's absolutely zero way that I'm going to be able to natural my way through this. There's, there's, there's nothing there for me. Yeah. It's going to um, be a fun time. It, it's fun. Stay you, tuned. you and I have already heard the track. Mm-hmm. Um, before we even say anything about it, are are you pumped that this is coming out? Uh, I'm I'm very excited. I like I like the hype around it, the fact that it's galaxy centric. I mean, how often do you get you know songs about your soccer club, especially in particular the LA Galaxy? <laughs> so you know you gotta you gotta hold on to those uh, moments when they happen, and then when you actually listen to it, you'll you'll say, hey, this 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 has got something to it. <laughs> of course, I, we have the, the two whitest guys are going to be. <laughs> that's, I mean, you know, bopping our heads to the hip hop track here. But, you know, we're not ashamed. We're not, we're not too cool for school. No, I mean, I, you know, one is I would like to say that I have horrible taste in music, but I also have like good taste in music. I know what's going to play well. And this is, this is, I, I mean, I've talked to the, uh, the creator of this track and I was. I was, I was kind of blown away. I mean, it's always something you, you hear people do stuff on the radio and you're like, man, that sounds amazing. And, you know, it's so professional. This is every bit as professional as everything you've ever heard. And it's centered around the L.A. Galaxy. And yep. 
I, I almost don't know how to put my head, wrap my head around that. So um, it, it's super fun. So, I mean, we should. Let's just play. We, we, yeah. can, we can tease. We can tease. We can Jump tease right all we want. It. So let's, uh, let's play a little bit from this. Now, um, let me give you the, the information, the stats, all the stuff that you need to know about this. Uh, the name of the song you are about to hear is called Riot at the Tailgate. It's off the album 1996. And that album is going to drop on April 25th. This song, however, is coming out the first day MLS is back in season on April 16th, okay? Right at the tailgate, coming out April 16th, the album, which I've been told has four more songs on it, is titled 1996. Do you already feel where we're going with this? Uh, the artist is Architecto Verbal. All right, I'm sure I screwed that up. I apologize immensely <laughs> for it, but uh, let's give you a little taste of what uh, what uh, he has in store for you coming up on uh, on April 16th. Welcome to the tailgate. La carnazada, la cerveza, send them fine babes. Throw on a jersey and represent for LA. Let's keep it pushing through the one ten on the freeway. So bring the soccer ball. We're getting at the soccer moms. Politic with OGs. Waiting till the game is on. 121. Sit behind the Goldie Bond. Sunday night soccer. Call me when the game is on. Gotta put the flags up. Kobe with the mask up. Cosmo in the galaxy. We about to blast off. Oh yeah, it's about to be lit. In the sky with the fireworks to go with a chip. We about the micheladas, come and get me a sip Gotta show us some love, come and chill for a bit Seen a go for the fame, over half with a trick So don't go for them lames, be a G with us quit Nine, six, remember we the veterans Who trying to be the veteran and mastering the elements Alright, again, just a, just a little bit of a tease there I, I hope everybody, I hope it's coming across as well as, as, as you and I are enjoying it here, Eric <laughs> um, But again, the name of the song is Ride at the Tailgate uh, It's coming out on April 16th so the first day MLS playing on that Friday, 16th, 17th, and then the 18th, the LA Galaxy play against Miami. We know that the name of the album itself, and we'll give you links to all this whenever it drops. That way you can you can make sure you get it and support um, a, a wonderful artist here. And the name of the album is 1996. I've been told I think there's four more songs on the album, Eric. So there you go. A little taste. I mean... Can you tell me you can't hear that playing around the stadium whenever you walk up to it? I mean, are you going to roll down the windows and bump that as you're pulling into the stadium? Is that is I I feel the vibe. Not not only that, but you know, it almost be imperative for the LA Galaxy maybe to get involved and adopt that because it just ties right in perfectly. And of course, you know, if you're going to name the song right at the tailgate, we had a carne asada name check. We had a michelada name check. Again, you could tell what I was listening for when I was listening to that. Uh, And then, of course, you know, the atmosphere in the stadium. So, yeah, I can absolutely see this, hear this being played at a tailgate before a game as people ride into the stadium. And then, you know, some type of like hype video, promo video, I could totally see this. Uh, you know, you know, blowing up and, and being a thing. So, you know, big, big kudos to Architecto Verbal for, for his, his track there. I think it's going to be, it's going to be a banger as the kids are saying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> can, the, we, the, can we sound any, any worse? No, saying this no, later? we're not. But, <laughs> Architecto um, but, Verbal but with I'm, the banger. I'm so, so, but yeah, but, but no joke. It, it is a fun time. I, th- I think I could totally hear galaxy fans getting behind this and, and, and blasting it at the tailgates. Yeah. It's uh it, it's a lot of fun. So um, definitely check it out. Um, we will, I think, you know what, we're probably gonna play a little more at the end of the show too. So if you, if you miss some, I'll play a little bit more. We're not, we, we can't, 
can't play the whole song. That was the rule. Um, I have heard the whole song, however. It's not like I haven't heard it, and Eric has heard it, and it's. I believe it stays as strong as it opens all the way through. So um, my son, uh, who is now uh, 15, 16 months old, um, he is, he's bopping to it, too. He enjoyed it. So nice. all, all those things are, are, are going for it. All right, let's get to a little bit of LA Galaxy news as well. Um, let's start with the scrimmage, even though I have a feeling we're sort of going to bounce around a little bit in terms of the timeline, but the scrimmage is at least fresh in our minds i don't know i almost fell asleep it was not it's not exactly (laughs) it's interesting because you get to see some guys who you wouldn't have seen right and that's sort of like the big takeaway of that it's like oh okay um these are guys who are fighting positions down the roster these are guys who are fighting for positions even on galaxy 2 because there were two trialists who were playing in this game as well and those are galaxy 2 trialists not la galaxy trialists if you uh, look at the note there so um you know, this is Greg Vanny trying to 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 do some things, and it was it was interesting. Obviously, I watched the whole game. I didn't fall asleep, I promise. Um, but what you saw, and then talking to Greg Vanny afterwards, right? Because it's one thing to sit there and say, Eric, oh well, the Galaxy lost four one, and then just like close the book on that. And I think most people kind of want to do that, um, which is, oh well, they lost and they're not undefeated anymore. And yeah. it's like, well, th- there were no starters who started the game, zero starters that zero perceived starters to start the game. Um, and then there were there was maybe one in the second half, if you count Viafania, and I don't consider Sasha Kushin a starter right now, even though he may end up being a starter. So, yeah. Yeah, I'd almost say it's almost still in his first team. It's almost like there are very few first team regular players on there. And I don't know how to say this without coming across like a jerk because, you know, we've been waiting all this time for the LA Galaxy to come back and then they come back and we have some games to look forward to. You know, we can watch the game online if you're in the 90, 90 mile radius. And, you know, you kind of see the lineup and you go, oh, okay, I, I don't know how, if I can get real excited about that. But but the positive thing is once you once they start playing, you do kind of pick up on the nuances, you know, try to notice some formations where they're playing some of these guys. Um, and so that that makes it a little a little bit interesting. But at the, at the end of the day, this wasn't first team LA Galaxy going to give you an idea of what the season's going to look like. And so from that perspective, it's, you know, it didn't really do much for me, but from you know, for the players who are on the field, they, they were playing for a lot and there were some, some highlights for me. I mean, obviously when you lose for one, it's not all going to be highlights. And I think not to discredit, you know, the team that was on the field, but new England was running out their MLS starters, their players, their regular players. And they were just a level above uh, what, who the galaxy put out on the field. But, you know, there were, there were some shines. I think Jalen Neal, uh, you know, showed that he, he has some sparks there. Uh, Barajas who got the goal showed that, you know, he's, he's probably going to be a good signing for G2. So uh, there were some bright spots there, but when you lose four one, there was also a lot of ugly spots uh, and just showed the difference from an MLS caliber starting team. And what is truly a, a USL, level side that they played against yeah it it, it was and you know i, I think it, it's interesting talking to vanny afterwards i i asked him really you know what were you trying to get out of this because obviously i know these guys aren't starters and he knows these guys aren't starters mm-hmm. so it, it was interesting to sort of see his i always think when you look at what coaches are trying to do it gives you an insight into either where they think the problems are or what they're trying to accomplish with like certain things, right? There was clearly an idea that he had for this. And one of them was that the starters are probably going to play on Saturday. And so they're not going to play on Wednesday night. You have plenty of time to be short rested. 
you know, and this this isn't that time. You, you don't need to short rest guys, you know, in the preseason. Um, you're building some fitness for some guys. I think Sasha Kleshin certainly was a fitness guy in there. I think uh, Viafania in the second half was a, was a fitness guy, right? He needed more minutes. Yeah. He got 30 minutes before, you know, he goes for a full half, 45 minutes. So they stretched him in a week from 30 to 45. So that's good. Um, all of that stuff, you know, sort of goes into um, what are they trying to accomplish? And Greg, you know, asked, answered back and he says, you know, I'm trying to assess how these guys are understanding what I'm telling them, which I think is a really cool thing. He also said, by the way, he said, I'm assessing myself, too, of how well I'm teaching them. Right. And mm -hmm. so the whole deal. So he went through and he says, listen, he goes, the first half I thought was very good. He goes, we matched the pace of the game. Yeah. He goes, he, listen, those mistakes we made were stupid and they're they're simple to fix. He goes, so I'm not really worried about those. Those will go away. He goes, but the way that they played and the way that they were able to to sort of fit in the system, he goes, that worked. He goes, I saw it. I saw what I needed to see out of these guys. And certainly he's looking at individual performances as well. Uh, the chat mentioned um, uh, uh, Jalen Neal. Jalen Neal, I thought, played well. In, and I think Jalen Neal has played well. He's not starting in Major League Soccer, but I have no issues with him coming off the bench to do some things sometimes. Um, so I liked him. Um, Dunbar was a little quiet yeah. for me in this game, but he clearly has enough talent to play against MLS-level caliber players. So um, I see that as well. Uh, you know... I don't know. I mean, what can you take away from a bunch of guys who are probably never going to play on the field together? Well, to me, I look at the players who they signed from G2 and who are now technically first team roster guys, someone like a Jay Neal, uh, like a Marcus Fracranis, and you say, okay, what is it that either Vanny or Teclosa saw that made them get first team deals? And when you see their composure on the field, you do see the difference there. You, you see you see it, the, what they saw and what, why they're bringing them up and having them uh, you know, train with the first team and, and get that first team contract. So I think that is something where you finally get to see, okay, uh, maybe if you weren't following following G2 as closely, uh, Adam Saldana and Johnny Perez as well, those players who maybe didn't get a run last season, you see, okay, now I see why they get those first-team deals, and you see that spark of that positively that if you foster them correctly, that you can see a, a positive future with them. Same with Dunbar, and I, I was listening to Monday's show um, you know, with, with uh, Kevin Baxter talking about how maybe you know for whatever reason you know the coach – uh, GBS last season didn't seem to give him the run out. But when you see him with the ball at his feet and when he makes those runs, uh, to me, what, and I know this is such a silly thing, but you know, when you look at the players warm up, and last year we were fortunate enough to get to the stadium and you can see the players. Uh, warm up and 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 kind of prep for the game. Dunbar, just when he's warming up, you just see he has that he has that extra thing. You know what I mean? Just the way he's he handles the ball and his his smoothness and his calmness. So I'm excited to see a little bit more of him. Uh, the fact that he was involved in the I'll call it the the what. <laughs> the a minus team or what the, right. the previous scrimmage right. that he was involved with that more than this uh, Wednesday night scrimmage, mm -hmm. I think is a good sign as well. Uh, so again, you take away the moments and, and I agree with, of course I'm going to agree with what coach Greg Vanny says, but the mistakes that were made, they were, you know, they were, I don't want to, I'm going to just going to say it. They were bonehead moves and yes. you can fix, okay, this is an easy fix. It's not like, this, this player can't run or this player doesn't have the skill or he doesn't have the legs or whatever it is. It's okay. This, we can, we can out, we can coach those mistakes out of, out of some of these players. Yeah. And, and then you had the second half and Vanny wasn't happy with the second half, but he also 
and whether this is a coaching thing, and certainly coaches do this from time to time, Eric, which is, hey, it's my fault. I'm going to take the blame for this, so don't worry about it, you know, the whole deal. But he took some blame for it. Um, you know, I assessed him, because I, I, he goes, you know, I really assess myself during this. I go, well, you say you grade yourself, so how'd you do in this game? And he he he, he forced a laugh. I wish I, I had the, the clip and I was going to play <laughs> right. it, just that way everybody could. But if you go back and listen to the break, he, he was like, wow, this guy already, the, with the dad jokes. Um, so, you know, he's, he, he went in and he, he says, you know, I think I screwed some things up. He, he, I was talking to the defense um, and maybe I gave them too much to do. The things we were trying to do, I think I gave them too much to do too soon. And remember, they're adapting to a style. They're adapting to a system. And then he's like, I want to tweak something because I see what they're trying to do. And this is what we're going to do to counter that. And you know how... And I don't know, it's really easy for me to explain in like the flying thing, whenever I was learning to fly, right? You have to do so much stuff whenever you're first learning that it's like, it's information overload. You can't process it. It's impossible. You're always fighting to catch up. You're always behind things. You're always trying to catch up. And then eventually you get good at it. And eventually you absorb it and you don't have to like think about it. You're just doing it. And that's where the galaxy are right now. They're in the thinking about it phase. And until they get to the... I can just play soccer because my natural instincts now already fit within the system. Until they get there, you're not going to see a good Galaxy team. They're going to be mistakes. There's going to be hiccups. There's going to be bad passes to people whenever you're like, well, that guy should have been there. I know he should have. And it's like, well, no, not in this particular instance because of this. You have to make those mistakes and learn from that stuff. So um, for me, there's not a lot you can take away from it except you look at individual performances because I, I don't think you could sit there and say, um, you know, a bunch of these guys are going to be on the field for the LA galaxy. Um, but you know, some of the performances stood, I, I, I thought Jonathan Klinsman looked as shaky as perhaps I've, I've seen him. And I don't know if that's because we were viewing everything through the yeah. David Bingham <laughs> looking glass well, or if that's where he's at. I, I think it's even, it's, I don't know if worse than that. The difference is we just watched Jonathan Bond put on a clinic a few days earlier. And then to go from that shift to Klinsman to see him be shaky, it, you know, it, it became pretty clear the number one and the number two roles of if there was any question. And I think it was pretty, you know, signs were pointing in the direction that it was going to be Bond one and then Klinsman two. But if there was any question about it, you saw you saw the way Bond played. Uh, on Saturday night, and then the way Klingsman played, and it just you know didn't have that same confidence, that same uh, you know kind of you know grab the defense and organize it, and and really put yourself out there. You just didn't have that same thing. So I'd agree there were some shaky performances as well. That and that's a tough thing with preseason because do you read into this uh, you know with the level of play? But I think I saw someone mention uh, Ethan Zubak in the chat as well. And so again, he's supposed to be someone who's been with the first team and supposed to look a level above maybe some of the other players of the on the field. And I I don't know uh, I don't know that he looked uh, a level above like he was you're, uh, better you're, than those you're other players. You're skating around it. He didn't look like he <laughs> he didn't look like he was a level I'm above. Being nice. You are being nice. That's fine. I understand. I listen. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You know, there's a whole. You don't want to read too much into it, no, because it is a preseason game. It, it is, but at the same time, you should. I think we have a right to expect more from Ethan Zubak. I mean, he played mm -hmm. starting minutes last year. He was a starter. 
um, whether that's good or bad. It's not great for the LA Galaxy because he's clearly not at, he's not as talented as Chicharito. No, if anybody argues about that point, I don't we we know that to be true. That is a truth. Okay, so uh, the fact that he got so many starting minutes is not a great thing for the Galaxy last year. It, it should be a good thing for them this year, though. Um, you know, you look at Augie Williams in the in the second half, and I didn't see much from him in the second half. But the second half was a bad half. Um, Greg Vanny didn't like it. Nobody liked it. So um, here, Logan, uh, Logan with a little super chat for us. Uh, Logan says, I'm sorry, but Zubak should not play soccer anymore. I can't keep on watching someone that always looks confused on the field. Okay, so there's Logan. Logan uh, laid it down. That's good for Logan. He paid he paid for the right to be able to say that. So, you know, if if, if Zubak is, is upset about that, just understand that was five dollars of Logan's money that he needed to tell us that in order for that to come on here. So that's a pretty strong opinion when you pay five bucks for it. Yeah. And, and we and we all nodded our heads as, as you were reading that as well, which also says something. So, uh, again, it's one of those at some point, uh, you know, do, do you want someone to succeed and you, you applaud the effort? But at some point, it's just OK, we, we got to cut your losses at a certain point. I think with Augie Williams getting that run at forward and Zubak being shifted on the wing, that, that kind of gives a sign that maybe he's not uh, not going to be playing that striker role or, or be the second in command like he was last season. Yeah, it's uh again, I I think people often think that like I don't want people to succeed, and the the best thing would be that they have the Galaxy have all these amazing players and they have no room for them and they can't possibly get them on there, and so the success there is is tangible. You know, even covering the team, I talk to these guys on a regular basis. It's so much more fun to talk to people who are feeling good about where they're at and what they're doing, yeah. and that hasn't been the case in the last three or four years, right? We know that. Um, you know, we know that the LA Galaxy have not been good in that time and that the individual performances have not been good most of that time. So um, even whenever you're you're looking at all this, you have to sort of say, yes, I want them to succeed. The bottom line is not all of them are. And you may see a changing in the guard here. You have Zubak who was called up last year to fill a hole and did that. All right. He wasn't great. He had some good moments. That's good. That's good. Um, but you need to see him take a step forward. I'll tell you, Augie Williams is breathing down his neck. And if the LA Galaxy need to, they'll send somebody. Um, they'll send somebody to the, you know, to to the Galaxy too, which they did, and we'll talk about that yeah. here in a little bit as well. Just so you understand the the roster spots that can be opened and things that are happening. And and you also you see it. I, I talked about it with Dunbar. Just you see him for a few moments, and you say, okay, this. This is it. You know, he's, he's got it. it. Just, you know, you want to see more of it. And it's conversely, it works the other way. You see, uh, you know, an, an offside call or a reckless challenge and a bad first touch. You're like, okay, I, you know, how much of this do we need to see before we can, we can say, you know, we, we know what we got and maybe it's time to, to go a different direction. Ed uh, from over at the uh, the Riot Squad cast, he's in the chat room. He and he says about uh, Logan who had to get that in yeah, there. He goes, "It's a great he, line." He goes, "My man was like, screw my Starbucks for tomorrow. I got a trash Zubac." <laughs> That's it's. Thank you, thank you, Ed. Uh, Will uh, with a little uh, a super chat as well. Will says, "Please address when Robbie Keane's statue will come." Um, will I? I mean, I don't think he's next. I mean, you know, I I, I agree with you. It'll happen. Will it happen in yeah. my lifetime? As long as I don't get hit by a bus tomorrow, probably. Um, I was going to say, way to, way to go dark on, <laughs> on this one. I, I think they're going to move pretty quickly, probably on getting these statues. I think a Robbie Keane statue will come. Yes, uh, but you're right. It's probably not next in line. I mean, you go, Kobe Jones is certainly in the, mm-hmm. in the list of that. Landon Donovan is in the list of that. Um, I, I'll be honest, Slaton is. Cert- if you're talking about somebody who grabbed 
worldwide headlines and a person they'd want to put a statue up of. Um, Zlatan Ibrahimovic is in that as well. There's lots. Siggy Schmidt, quite honestly, might eventually get a statue. Bruce Arena might get a statue. I mean, you could start saying, you know, uh, Cien, Mauricio Cienfuegos. Yep. Maybe he gets a statue as well. We've talked about this before, but yeah, yeah we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll see there. Yeah, that that uh, that area. The again, of course, now when you're put on the spot, I can't think of the name. The cha- it's not the Champions Lounge. It's the uh, Victory Circle Garden. Uh, garden. <laughs> I'm just gonna keep saying word word, word jumble until we get amphitheater. There. Uh, yes, amphitheater. But basically, th- there's enough little spots, and the Galaxy have enough historic moments and historic players to to fill that thing if you really wanted to. It's called the Champions Front Yard. There you go. Okay. No. That, Cha- Champions is in there. Someone in the chat's going to hit us with it. They're going to be like, you guys are idiots. And it's like, well, you know, <laughs> last time, I, I honestly, I haven't even seen that place um, in, in a long time. Even when the, it, Steve, Steve, who's uh, photographer, Steve, Steve Carrillo, by the way, if you need any photo- photographers to uh, take pictures or do anything, hit up Steve. Um, he's one of our COG photographers and he's amazing. Dude, I love him. Uh, he goes to the Circle of Honor. It's not the Circle of Honor that's inside. It's the one that's outside. It's Champions Plaza or something like that. I believe Champions plaza or um one of those different things yeah it's 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 yeah, it we'll, we'll figure it out champions champions plaza sounds right okay yeah there you get you get a statue everybody gets a statue everybody gets a statue and, um, and you're right there's enough moments to make it work you can you can do that so anyway so th- that's where we go um is there anything else we need to recap i mean you know Klinsman, there was a scary moment there where he got hit in the head again which yeah, is not something you want to see from a guy who's just coming back from a concussion legends plaza Steve Carrillo. There, it is. there he goes. All all the That's marbles to you, Mr. Carrillo. Um, Steve's Steve's the man. He's he's sexy too. Just letting everybody know. Um, so that's sort of where we sit with that with New England Revolution. The Galaxy now, of course, shift everything over to uh, Tucson, right? And so on Friday, I believe they're flying to Tucson. Somebody goes, why don't they just take a bus? Because nobody wants to be stuck on a bus for eight hours. Because that's about <laughs> how long it would take if you drove on a bus from L.A. to Tucson. Yeah, a bus from L.A. to Tucson. That sounds like a punishment. That's something <laughs> like you know, if you if you're writing, you know, if you're transferring a prison transfer. That sounds like that's how you'd get there. That's yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, these are professional athletes. Let's let's get there quickly. Yeah, yeah. They they can probably uh, they can probably have hang in there. All right. Um. Let's uh before we get into the Tucson stuff and we'll talk about who's going to be there and all those things. Let's talk about the ticket sale because there was a ticket sale today. Yep. Today was the day for season ticket members to purchase their tickets to the season opener on April 25th against the New York Red Bulls. Um. Let me tell you some some information that I found out. So we thought that we were going to get a 33 percent. Uh, bump whenever everything went into the um, the orange tier, right? Red tier is 25%. Orange tier was 33%. We estimated that, put it at approximately 8,800 right in there, another 3,500 or 3,300 from the 50-something um, here, I'll even, I can bring it up while we're chatting, too. Um, <laughs> the 5335 was the 20, 20% capacity, um, and then orange was about 8802, right? Well, the I talked to the LA Galaxy, and I said, so you guys are going to have the 8802, right? And they said, no, we can't. Um, and it's not that they can't do it according to the tiers. It's that there is still a thing called social distancing that you have to maintain. And between the pods, you have to have six feet of distance between each pod. And... Dignity Health Sports Park is not big enough to do 8,800 people, basically, and keep the social distancing there. So they're in the 25% 
not the 20%, not the 33, but around 25%. They don't know exactly how many people that'll be because it sort of depends on which pods get taken and, and all that stuff. But um, we should have a number somewhere in between there. So maybe there's six, maybe there's, you know, 65, somewhere in there. Uh, it feels like that's right around the number that we're, that we're now talking about. So if you're expecting yeah. more people to come into Dignity Health Sports Park, you have to wait until the CDC or, you know, the California Health Department shortens those social distancing requirements because that's the guiding factor right now yeah and, and i know with the return to schools being a hot topic uh, there's some guidance where it's now going from six feet to three feet so that's changing so maybe the, with an outdoor event it switches from six feet to three feet and then you can uh you can then change you know how the pods are set up but if if you did try to get a seat today i went in just to kind of check out the perspective and see what it looked like it did it seemed like there was maybe some math done on, on how it would be figured out they, the way they do have pods set up. It's in groups of one, uh, f between groups of one and eight. So they have, you know, a, a section where maybe there's a single seat, then maybe three seats, then maybe four seats, then maybe a pod of eight. And then the way it works, you do have to buy your whole pod. Right. Uh, so, you know, you need to buy your pod of three if your three people are going or whatever it is. And then it's same household is, is what they're requesting. So it seems like the way they had it spread out was, was was pretty well organized or maybe there was some math that went into that to spread it out appropriately but to also maximize those groups so you have the groups go you know group together and everyone's going to have an opportunity somewhere around the stadium i thought the process seemed like it went pretty well i i feel like we were worried that maybe the the people who had earlier access were going to get a, a better shot at tickets than maybe the people who had a later window but it seems like the people who really wanted to go were able to get tickets uh it seemed like they were available if you if you if you hung out long enough there was there were spots in the stadium uh for you to get so i i i think uh you know maybe if if you were creative and maybe coordinated some times with some some friends maybe you were able to uh you know work something out and get something ahead of time but i, I feel like if if you wanted to get in the stadium people were able to get into the stadium i didn't see you know we kept a close eye i we, i got a text from you this morning keep pay attention to twitter to see yeah. what it is and right. siri sent me a reminder to pay attention so yes. today i paid attention good, good I, I didn't see anyone com complaining that uh they didn't get they didn't get tickets or they got left out so I, I feel like if people wanted to get in they got in so kudos uh to the galaxy for organizing it in a way where it looks like people got what they wanted i'll, I'll say this about the 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 whole deal i think everybody was really panicked that, that it wasn't going to go well and i think it went well um, mm -hmm. I think in, in most cases, I think everybody, like you said, got who wanted to get in. Now, they did it in three sections, right? The premium seat holders got first dibs. Um, everybody was worried that the premium seat holders were somehow going to buy all the tickets. I'm like, you guys don't know the premium seat holders. Like, <laughs> first of all, there are some real diehards that are premium seat holders. I know a bunch of them. Um, mm -hmm. And so they got their tickets and they were happy and they left. People were upset that if you only had, Eric, let's say your season ticket membership only came with two tickets, that you were able to buy up to eight. And everybody was afraid that that was going to mean you were going to buy all the tickets. And I said, I mean, yes, it's true. It could happen. Um, and they were upset that the Galaxy were allowing that. Here's the thing. There's no season ticket member agreements right now. You don't have you yeah. you don't have season tickets, Eric. Everybody who says that they nobody has season tickets in 2021. Um, that's not how it's working. They're operating everything outside of the season ticket member agreement. So don't worry about that so much. It's they yeah. they got they got rid of it for a reason. And I understand why people were panicked. I'm not dismissing that. Yeah. But still, I mean, that's that's one of those things where it's like, yeah, you could, but did, did people? Yes, some people did. Absolutely. They bought more tickets. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. 
and you saw it and it's popping up in the chat. There was, there was some resale. If you were on the website, you saw some resale tickets for, you know, 300 bucks, you know, 250 bucks, 350 bucks reselling these tickets that were the highest, you know, field level seats. The highest price was a hundred bucks. So even if you're reselling at 250, you're already marking it up, uh, you know, uh, quite a high percentage there. So, um, that, that definitely was a thing. So I could see people being, you know, upset with that. Um, but like I mentioned, I think the people who wanted to get in, get in were able to get in, but the people who wanted to buy extra and be opportunistic because supply and demand is a real thing. And they know that, uh, once those sell out, that they're going to be able to, to, to hold them. the cards in the next couple of weeks. So they, they took advantage of that situation. So however you feel about that, uh, you know, it, it's a little bit cruddy because that's not what that was intended for. And you want fans, you want these tickets to be in the right hands. Right. Uh, and you want it to be, you know, honoring it at, at the price that they paid for it. So I understand the fe- hard feelings against that. And that, that is pretty wrong, but also this happens every season in, when there's full capacity, right? El Trafico, those tickets on resale, they're higher than the, you know, when, uh, you know, when the Colorado Rapids come to town on a Wednesday, it's just the way it is. So, it, so it's just it's a no bad different feeling. Than the, yeah, yeah it, it's, it's a bad feeling, but it's no different than when you have a full capacity stadium. Yeah. And, and, you know, for me, I'll say that, you know, as the owner of the ticket, once you buy it, you're able to transfer it. You're able to do that. There's nothing. It just, it rubs people the wrong way. I get it. I'm not defending it. I don't think it needed to happen, but you know, Hey, maybe nobody will buy those seats. As I was checking throughout the day, I don't know that it got all the way to a sellout. I know that there still mm. were some seats. I think whenever I left work, not too long, you know, around five o'clock, I think there were still some seats. By the way, shout out to any of the G's who are out there um, going by themselves and sitting in those singles. Just, I mean, yeah. that's some, that's some, <laughs> that's, uh, die hard. that's a die hard. That's another level. That's awesome. That's cool. And, you know, hey, put some headphones in before the game. You can listen to the podcast beforehand. We'll be, we'll be your seatmates for a little while. Um, and then you can watch the game whenever it goes. Uh, Will shouts out um, a- as well. And I don't know if he's actually sponsoring us right now with, through this. I mean, you know, technically he is if he, if he is, but he has a, a super chat and he says, please use the Honey app. We'll sponsor Corner of the Galaxy. Um, so if Honey wants to, co- I mean, by the way, I did and it saved me, um, it saved me 10% off something today. I, I would just like to point out again it's not a plug it's not an official plug but i'm just telling you i use it and it works okay that's and it's yes. and to your point it's painless it's you you put the extension and it, it does the work for you it even reminds you there's been a couple times where i've gone to check out and it, the reminder comes up do you want to use a code and i was like yeah oh yeah you're you're right i should use <laughs> this app so again shameless plug they're not paying us or we technically got paid by will but uh you know it's worth it. It's a good sponsorship that the Galaxy have. Yeah, it's it's not the worst thing in the world. So as far as the tickets go, I, I think we could say crisis averted. Um, it was interesting because the three, it was premium. It was 1996 to 2014 season ticket holders. So continuous tenure season ticket members. So that you had people there who had tickets since 1996 to 2014. And then it went 2015 to present. Everybody was worried that that 1996 to 2014 group was going to be this super large group that was going to take all the ones for the 1 p.m., I have a feeling I don't this is just my theory Eric that they cut that those season ticket members in half with that whenever they did it and it it doesn't maybe it doesn't reason but I mean it takes a lot for people the longer you go the harder it is to find people who started in 1996 and you know or have a long stretch and a long tenure of that Um, and so the 11 a.m. people were those people who have been around I don't know that you can argue with that logic 
um, in terms of like they don't deserve it to go before. I mean, if you have to chop people up into into groups, the people who have been there that's, the longest, that's probably I mean, first, it's the people who pay the most money. Let's be let's be fair. First, yeah. it was the people who pay the most money. Then it was, you know, 1996 to 2014. And again, it feels like looking at those tickets, they chopped it in half whenever they did it, because there was yeah. like half the stadium still left whenever the 1 p.m. opened up. Yeah, I, I again, I was paying attention today. I, I didn't see anyone up, or at least personally, I didn't see anyone upset that that group got higher priority. It seems like they earned it. You know, maybe there were some people who were newer, newer season ticket members, and maybe a little bit worried and concerned that they weren't going to be able to get it, and they're worried about that. But I don't think it was having a bone to pick with a, a season ticket member who's been around since you know maybe 2008 or 2012, and. Uh, you know, they, they've paid their dues. They, they've earned that privilege, that right to, to check in a little bit sooner. And that's okay. Yeah, it, it absolutely is. All right, let's uh, let's move on now. A little international news. And again, this happened on Tuesday. So it feels like it was forever ago because there was a scrimmage played in between there. Um, and now it's all the way Thursday. Tomorrow is Friday. Good Friday. Um, the LA Galaxy playing on Saturday at 12 noon. So we have all that to talk about. But if you remember... On Monday's show, we didn't get to talk about this because it hadn't happened yet, but we were wondering about how Jonathan Dos Santos was going to play for Mexico. Mexico played Costa Rica, uh, ended up winning one nothing in the 89th minute. Jonathan Dos Santos played almost 70 minutes for Mexico, um, got high remarks from a lot of people that were watching the game, said he looks like he's in really good shape. And so um, it seems to lend some credence to the fact that perhaps he is 100% physically, Eric, and that, um, you know, he could he is going to be, you know, a, a decision maker sort of for the LA Galaxy this year in terms terms of if he plays well, the LA Galaxy may play well. We've said that a lot. We said that with whenever Zlatan was around, that Jonathan Dos Santos was the key to whether or not the LA Galaxy would win whenever Zlatan was around. Um, maybe that's true with Chicharito now as well. We don't know because we haven't seen any of those guys play together yet, but we're getting closer. Yeah. So Jonathan Dos Santos went 68 minutes for Mexico, and then the the other, I guess, big news there was Efrain Alvarez did make his Mexican senior team debut in the 81st minute, uh, so he got nine minutes at the end there and was on the field whenever Mexico scored uh, in the 89th minute to win it one nothing. So um, as far as I'm concerned, Eric, all good things. Nobody got injured. Yeah. They, got, they got some playing time. Hopefully that sparks Efrain's confidence a little bit. What, what do you take away from all that? That's again, this is this is when the show gets really boring when I just nod my head and agree with you furiously. Uh, but yeah, Jonathan Dos Santos not getting injured, getting minutes, Efrain Alvarez, you know, getting that confidence, getting a senior team start. And uh, I saw some people mentioning, you know, Efrain comes on and then Mexico scores coincidence. So whatever yes. it is, even even if it if that's real or not. Uh, it's a it's a confidence boost, and so uh, you you definitely see it, and it's it's appreciated. We we also covered this with Legette, you know, scoring in his matches, and Araujo getting uh, minutes and running out as well. So it, they didn't get hurt; they got playing time. They're going to come back co- with confidence, and, and that, that that's only a positive. And I see, you know, maybe this is a, a spark. We've talked about Efrain a lot for someone who's not. Uh, hasn't been an integral part of the LA Galaxy team. Uh, maybe this is the spark that he needs and to give him that boost uh, that point, points him in the right direction. So uh, I agree with you that it's all positive. And I also have I have breaking news. Yes. I had my, my crack research team took me a little bit longer. So I know we moved on from the topic. But going back to tickets, if yes. you want tickets, the, the link still works. Tickets are still available. I'm seeing some uh, on the Victoria Block side, not in the supporter section, right. but on that on the corner in the inline side, seeing pods of four, pods of two. Uh, a lot of single tickets available, right? Uh, but pods of two, pods of three. Even if you if you get the single tickets, they're kind of you can you know yell at that person if if you right. want to go together, and and not be too far. So uh, they didn't sell out. If you want tickets, they are still available. 
Yeah. So, okay. There you go. Good way to go. By the time this podcast comes out tomorrow, probably not, but no, I mean, it seems like there's still <laughs> some tickets available. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. I mean, there was a chance that the galaxy opened it up to the public after the season ticket members had their shot at it. So I wouldn't be surprised to see that there are, that there might actually be a public sale for that as well. Mm -hmm. Um, and you have to also look at, um, you know, the makeup of the LA Galaxy's fan base in terms of season ticket members versus walk-ups. And we've always known that walk-ups were a much larger part of the LA Galaxy's uh, stadium makeup than people sometimes realize. And, you know, I, the last count I had, and this was a while ago, was seven, you know, around 7,500. Listen, the number was 7,500 and 9,500 season ticket members. I don't think you can tell me that it's in the 9,500 range anymore whenever you've seen what the LA Galaxy have done over the last, you know, three or four seasons. I'm guessing they didn't yeah. gain a whole bunch and they probably have a net loss in there so if you're around 7,000 if you're around you know 6,500 that's probably where that number is so if you look at and I think there might be some credence to the fact not everybody wants to come back not everybody feels yeah, comfortable going to the stadium yet totally that's fine absolutely a thing yeah mm -hmm. so um but yeah that's that's where that's sort of where you can you can put that um you know, then the galaxy might do well to have some extra tickets that go out to the public and I imagine and I saw people there are plenty of people I know of people that go to almost every LA Galaxy game and don't have season tickets, right? And they yeah. just they don't find the value in it. So there's a chance you could see those people fill in as well. Yeah, I saw also some people in the chat who mentioned they have a mini plan, so they don't get the full. So maybe they didn't get a crack at it. So maybe this is an opportunity. Uh, you know, if that does open up, those people who get those mini plans and, like you mentioned, are going to quite a few games during the regular season, but maybe just don't have the full, the full status, they'll get an opportunity. And also those who uh, are reselling for the ridiculous prices the fact that there's tickets still available not, not they good. may they yeah. may they may not be able to to capitalize on on those tickets as well so uh, that might blow up in their face as well i, I don't I don't love the whole, let me buy the eight pod and then I'm going to sell six yeah. of the tickets like and come hang out with me. I mean, I guess, listen, I'm not going to pretend and I'm not going to like moral strangle everybody here with like yeah. vaccine stuff that's, and things like that. Exactly. If you if you were vaccinated and you feel comfortable and you're going to wear a mask and you can sit next to people, that's a hey, that's your business um, at this point. I would suggest against it, but that's me. Um so anyway, so that's where it is. So we were on to Ephra. Ephra made his debut. Here's the thing. And we missed this story. And this story was probably right before he ended up playing for Mexico. Um, but ESPN and one of their uh, Mexico-centered reporters uh, wrote about Efrain Alvarez and basically said that Efrain's dad said that Alvarez is, is being eligible for both teams. And the sort of tug of war that's happening between USA and Mexico um, right now <laughs> means that he says, quote unquote, he's being traumatized. Um, and this was the the quote from that. Uh, he says, uh, uh, this is about Efren. He says, these are very tough decisions because the federations are traumatizing him because they're calling him in at the same time. Uh, that was Efrain's uh, dad who says that. Uh, wherever he decides to play, we're going to support him. Uh, Efrain's dad basically said, I'm not making this decision for him. He goes, can you imagine him making a decision and then coming back and bl blaming me? He's like, he's 18. Uh, you know, he can make that decision for himself. So, um, yeah. You know, it's and again, I look at this not from the U.S. perspective because I that's not what this podcast is about. We don't have a national team on this podcast. We cover the L.A. Galaxy. Whatever is best for the player is best for the player. And what you're seeing is if this is true, if this is traumatizing, it's not good for Efrain and the L.A. Galaxy. So however this is happening and however Greg Vanny can sort of put his arms around Efrain and shield him from all of this and just help him make calm decisions and try to keep his focus on his club game and his club game will lead him to those national team decisions. That's, um, 
he needs to do that. And if not, and Efrain is going to focus on this and go sideways, Eric, then write him off now because he, he already is struggling to find starting minutes if his... If, his, if anything sort of decreases for him, if you see any sort of step back, the LA Galaxy are in the we're going to have to let you go territory here in the next year or two. Yeah, I'll do my John Lovitz. That's the ticket. You, you nailed it right on the head there with the the there's more club games than national team games. So if you're going to perform well at a club level, then that's going to garner the attention of the national team. So you're absolutely right. It's going to be behoove him best, it would, you know, to focus on the galaxy and play well. And those calls will, will come be, be because of it. Uh, but, but I also want to give credence to what Efrain's father is saying, because when you look at it from the outside and you say, Oh, you have two national teams fighting over you, you know, poor guy, how, how do you really feel bad for this? But when you think about, when he got called into the U.S. national camp, all the questions to Greg Berhalter, mm-hmm. to other players, to Efrain, it was all focused, who are you going to choose? What are you going to do? And that doesn't let him focus on his game. It, it, it becomes this circus surrounding it. So I could totally see where, from a parent perspective, you say, you know, he's not able to focus on the game because everyone's, you know, talking about this tug of war and it's creating, you know, this trauma of where's he going to go? If he chooses one, one fan base is going to be upset. Then he's going to feel like he made a mistake. Does he make a change? Does he go back? So I could totally see the, the, the credence in him, you know, saying that this is traumatizing and maybe be with comments like this. And when he sees it, he says, okay, maybe I just need to make my selection, choose my national team and then move forward and keep going. It looks like it's in the direction of the Mexican national team uh, now that he has, you know, that senior team cap and he's been spending a lot of his youth time with it. It seems like that's the direction he's going and maybe he'll just stick with it and make it formal so it's no longer a cloud hanging over his head and he could just focus on his game. Well, the the good news for the LA Galaxy is Jonathan Dos Santos, Efrain Alvarez, Julian Araujo, Sebastian Legette, all in Tucson ahead of the LA Galaxy arriving in Tucson on Friday. They'll leave on Friday. They'll get there on Friday. It's It doesn't take very long, especially not on a plane. Um, on a bus, long time. Plane, no problems. Um, quick little hop over to uh, Tucson for the uh, for the Sun Cup that's going to be played down. It's the Visit Tucson Sun Cup whenever it goes. But <laughs> um, those four players are already there. They're in their quarantine. I think they're all quarantining together because they were training together and doing stuff. So I think they're all sort of like, this is our pod. You know, we're going to we're yeah. going to train together. We're going to do that. You saw, um, you know, pictures from Sebastian Legette with Julian Araujo. And then you saw that Jonathan Dos Santos and Efra were there as well. So you have those four players already in Tucson waiting for the LA Galaxy. Greg Vanny thinks that he should have all of his players and that includes Victor Vasquez. That includes Sam Grancio. I think that's how we're going to end up saying it, is Grancio. <laughs> I was going to say with Arquitecto Verbal and, and Grancio, we're going we're gonna to be an international show for sure. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> and but, so, so no, um, so you do that and you get those guys in there. That's six guys that now are what we assume are part, well, five guys who we assume are part of the starting lineup outside of Ephra, yeah. who, who's still sub, but that's five guys who are very, very important to this LA Galaxy team that are there and will be ready to go, and B- Vanny says, and he said that he's had to learn to do this. He goes, if I did my quarantine uh, math correctly, it's something he had to learn, his quarantine math, uh, he should have everybody training and ready on Wednesday. Wednesday is the day yeah. that by that he should have everybody there. So, um, and one of the smart things the Galaxy did, I don't know if we talked about this on Monday, but they're sending everybody to Arizona because Arizona has a five-day quarantine versus yeah, the longer it's, quarantine it's, here in, in California. It's, yeah, it's the the back room, uh, you know, finding the loophole to, to get around it. So yeah, going to, straight to Arizona. So you get into that and then you only have to worry about 
uh, you know, everyone's going to be on the same boat when they, you know, travel state lines, whatever goes there. But this is why this, this next set of preseason games is exciting because, you know, whatever feelings you had towards both of those games against the New England Revolution because you saw the lineups, now you're going to see your Jonathan Dos Santos, your Julian Araujo. Do you promise? Stats. You're going to see the... Yeah, <laughs> you're, you're, you're hopefully going to see... Uh, you know, the, the big dogs now, and you're going to see them playing other MLS teams who are probably going to bring their regular teams as well. So that now we're going to really get to see an idea of, you know, what this Greg Vanny team with the first team starters, what are they going to look like? We'll probably only see, you know, halves or, or whatever, you know, that you're not going to see full 90 minutes from them, but y- you'll get, you'll get more from these next three games than you did for your first two. A uh, little uh, two super chats we got to take care of. Uh, ben uh, says, "I watched Ted Lasso because of you, but now I need a new soccer show recommendation to last until season two. Uh, ben, I'll, I'll I'll suggest this for you, and it worked for me and my wife. Uh, we're on our third watching of Ted Lasso. I don't know. There's not really <laughs> a, a show you can plug in that fills that hole like the life coach that is uh, Sir Ted Lasso. I think eventually he gets knighted in this. That's what I'm. I think season two he gets a knighthood. Um, yeah." I, I, I will say if if you haven't already watched Sunderland Till I Die, that's that's great because TV, documentary TV. If you like if, to cry, it's, it's been out. Yeah, it's been out for a while, so maybe you've already seen it. But if if you somehow you missed that one, that's what I, I'd recommend. I think there are there are two seasons out, and that's just heartbreaking, heart wrenching <laughs> drama, soccer drama, and, and I, I would recommend that. Okay, those are the, that's a better answer than me just watch it. But I'm serious. We have but we're you're on, also right. Yes. Okay. Good. <laughs> and does your wife like it too? Has she watched? Yeah. It? Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. My wife. My wife, who I have to to nudge and drag to games until yes. you know when the galaxy's on TV. She maybe you know the phone comes out rather quickly. But Ted Lasso, she she is she was in tears halfway through the season. You know we we burned through. Because we didn't start it when we didn't go from the week to week. We started it once, I think, like eight of the episodes were out. I think we watched six of them that first night. So, so yeah, my, my wife's all in. We're, we're a Ted Lasso house. Yeah, absolutely. So is, so is this one. That's good. Um, And then we have another super chat to take care of. Um, I don't know how to take this one, quite honestly. I don't know if I should be I should be happy, Jose. Uh, Jose says, uh, pitching in uh, so you can reactivate that gym membership and get back to rowing ASAP. Hashtag Rich Galaxy fans. Is it because I look chubby? I mean, I just I'm just gonna say it, Jose. I mean, I listen. I know I'm not as skinny as I was when I was rowing, but I I, I feel like I hide it pretty well with like these only waist up shots right now. I mean, I, don't answer that. I don't want to know. I was uh, gonna say I, I am I am not <laughs> I'm not even gonna enter this conversation because I now that we're getting closer to vaccines, closer to seeing people in public, uh, I'm I definitely need to get back on track. There are people who are use this time uh you know this pandemic time to get their bodies together I, I was not in that group unfortunately so maybe i need to get going uh so let's start rowing let's get on the peloton let's, let's do the yoga let's rock i'm, I'm all on board yeah i was gonna say uh, the the funny thing is uh chris tucker over at the riot squad cast he and i talk all the time and he's been getting in shape he's been losing the pounds and i'm like i'm he, he goes man he goes he goes i can't wait to see you i said whenever i see you i'm gonna give you a hug he goes you'll be able to wrap your arms around me and i said <laughs> i said well no because all the weight you've taken off has just transferred over to me because principle of the universe is you know nothing can be destroyed yeah. or, or created Right. And so as yeah. he loses weight, I just keep piling it on. So, um, yeah, that's 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 sort <laughs> mass, of what we're mass cannot be destroyed. Just transferred. Just yeah, transferred. I like that. Yep. I know. That's how it works. Um, the LA Galaxy announced. Oh, wait, I wanted to do this. Um, one of the guys we talked about, obviously, Victor Vasquez was uh, on his uh, on his Instagram today and was uh, sh- shouting out or at least taking pictures of his bags. And he's ready to get on 
the plane. Uh, by the way, that's an American Airlines 787 for those of you playing along. Uh, and he was going from, I believe, Madrid um, or certainly Spain somewhere and headed to Miami and then Miami to Tucson. Um, and so he was posting pictures today um, sort of about where he was and how he was going about that. And so he was going to be uh, he's going to be traveling. I asked before we started, Eric, if there was a there was an update for Victor Vasquez on. And I don't think we've seen him, you know, say, oh, Tucson. Yeah. Also, I'd like to point out that somebody said that if their first taste of uh, of being with the LA Galaxy was to land in Tucson, that they would get up and leave and never come back, which I appreciate 100 um, percent. Uh, because I hate Tucson. So yeah, you 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 stole stepped on my joke because I was going to say the same exact thing. You go from uh, first class in the pod, you know, going from Madrid to Miami, you know, probably sipping on some champagne, and then here, welcome to Tucson. <laughs> so hey, welcome to America. So yeah. you know, maybe he'll, maybe it'll make him appreciate Los Angeles when he finally gets back in that direction. See, feel the burn. But no offense to the listeners in Tucson. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. We also, we love also you're in Tucson. Yeah, we love listeners in Tucson. Um, unless you went. <laughs> U of A, then I don't really like you at all. Um, Feel the Berm, by the way, is feeling me right now. Um, he asked me which variant of the 787 it was um, that it, that uh, he was flying on. And I can't tell from here because it's more usually the, the fuselage gets a little bit longer as you get into the to the later versions, the, the eights and the nines. So from here, I can't tell. Um, I apologize. I used to be better at that. And usually I'd be able to be like, oh, no, there's an extra couple windows on that. So, no, didn't didn't do it. Um, all right. It's time for chat here if you want to address it. I, I have to. Um, my good buddy, John, um, who's a flight instructor, by the way, um, and one of my favorite uh, favorite guys. We've watched some USL games together as well. A little uh, $15 drop. He says, you can't make me watch Ted Lasso. John. <laughs> You're, listen, it's not what you think. You saw the commercials yeah. and you were like, that's stupid. And that's what we all did. We all thought that. Um, and he's asking when the new shirt designs are coming out. Um, and maybe John knows which variant of the 787 that is because he would know better than me. Although we don't really see them at Orange County all that. Well, not at all because the runway is not long enough. FYI. Um, <laughs> so, John, thank you for that. I appreciate it. And I owe you a beer because you I, that's where you, you gave me. You gave us $15. I'll buy you a beer. I lose a dollar on that deal. So that's uh, I was going to say <laughs> that's, that's one pre and Michelada inside the stadium. So uh, he, he's earned it. Yes, absolutely. So um, that's where we uh, that's where we sit with that. Let's get to uh, a little bit of a time change. The LA Galaxy announced this. I thought there was going to be some like big revealing reason for all this. And I'll tell you what the reason was here in a second. But the LA Galaxy announced that the June 19th match against the Seattle Sounders, which is at home, uh, goes from a 7.30 p.m. kickoff uh, on a Saturday to a 6 p.m. kickoff on a Saturday. Uh, the the TV broadcaster did not change, Eric. Um, not at all. So that that wasn't the reason for it. Uh, really, it's just 90 minutes earlier, and that's all there is to it. Uh, still on Spectrum Sportsnet. Um, this is the last game before the LA Galaxy kickoff that midweek. They start those midweek games, right? And we talked before that the LA Galaxy are going to play 15 games this season, almost half their games, on short rest. Um and when you look at this, this is like sort of right before the edge. So if you're looking for any positives, the positive sort of becomes that the LA Galaxy get 90 extra minutes of rest before they play a midweek game. <laughs> uh, that midweek against Vancouver, and who knows if that's in Vancouver or if it's in Salt Lake um, at that yeah. point. But uh, yeah, that's it. That's it. You, I'll let you talk about it, and then I'll tell you the actual reason why. Maybe you can guess it. Uh, okay. Well, well, my guess and is is going to be whenever you go to that game against Vancouver, there's going to be some type of travel involved. So it maybe gives you a little bit of a head start. If it things go as they're looking, it might be you know Real Salt Lake or, or in that area. So maybe 
you get a little bit of uh, extra flight time and, and getting there a little bit sooner if, if you decide to take off early uh, and acclimate. That's they had didn't do that in years past. Usually they went closer to the game time. So maybe it doesn't. Uh, so that that's the only thing I could think of is maybe it helps with getting, you know, an earlier flight or getting that rest to maybe an early flight fight in the morning. Right. Uh, so, the, you know, it's not as close close together to that late game. I, so asked, the real I asked the LA Galaxy. The response was um, MLS wanted us to. It worked out for both teams, so we did it. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Done and done. <laughs> sometimes, you know, sometimes we create these conspiracy theories in our minds, and it's just like, no, it was just, it was easier for everyone. There, I'm sure somebody requested it. I'm sure somebody said, let's do this earlier because of this reason. And if it's MLS, maybe they were trying to fit it into a broadcast window, even uh, understanding that. You know, yes, locally it's broadcast on Spectrum Sportsnet, but on ESPN Plus, that game gets picked up um, yeah. and and broadcast across everybody who's outside of the coverage area, right? And not in that. Yeah, T- TV is the right answer. That, T- that's it's that's definitely TV not? scheduling. Why not? I just I I, t- I responded back and I said, could you please tell Don Garber that my son doesn't go to bed till seven p.m. and so the six p.m. thing is harder to sell to my wife than the seven thirty p.m. thing is, but. I don't think that I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, Mike Gray, a little five dollar uh, super chat in there as well. He says, I'm just here to call John a wet blanket. Thank you, Mike, for John not um, watching uh, or not watching Ted Lasso. Almost. I, I should probably kick John from the chat room because he's not watching, but he gave me fifteen dollars. So I'm going to I'm going to allow it. Um, so anyway, so that's where we sit with that game. Let's see. I talked about ticket. But listen, there are still tickets available for the Sun Cup. If you want to go um, that last game now is the one that is the hardest one to get into. I don't know that there are tickets available for the RSL game, um, but it's one of those things that if you want to go to FC that's where you can find out if there are tickets. And Eric's probably over there like, I'm going to Tucson. I can do this. I can I can make <laughs> it happen. Um, Absolutely not. Absolutely. No, it's not happening. Um, the resort area of Tucson is very nice, Eric, by the way. Um, very nice. And I've been there a bunch of times. It's just, you know, the university. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, the roster update. Let's give you a little roster update. LA Galaxy lost a player today. Not really. They lost him earlier, but we were watching this. Um, Eric uh, Lopez, the LA Galaxy uh, goalkeeper uh, who has been playing at Galaxy 2 and so has come up as sort of a senior team. He's a homegrown player. We know all about this. And he was one of four Galaxy goalkeepers. The Galaxy are not going to have four goalkeepers on their roster in 2021. They'll probably have three. And my guess is that um, one of those might be short-term loans down to Galaxy 2. Um, and more than likely, you know, it, it's going to be that there's going to be two. You're going to have Jonathan Bond and, and Jonathan Klinsman as your one and your number two. Um, that's where you sit. And Bomb Stieg maybe... He can jump Klinsman. I don't know. I mean, that's sort of where the battle is right now. But the LA Galaxy have made up their mind, it seems, right now on Eric Lopez. And this wasn't a surprise. Uh, he, yeah, he, it, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, he, he seemed to be the odd man out. When he got signed, it was almost like uh, because of the homegrown deal and you felt good about it, but never cracked. I don't think he cracked any 18 or, or 23 or even, uh, you know, he, he wasn't able to get even on a, on a bench spot, I don't recall last season. So, uh, so it, the writing was on the wall that he was going to be the odd person out, uh, in this, you know, for going from four keepers to three. Yeah. Um, so he is on what we imagine to be a season long loan to galaxy two. So that takes him off of the, um, the senior roster and that moves him down to the galaxy two roster. That means the LA galaxy now have 26 
players on that roster, 26 of 30. And this is where we're starting to whittle things down. Uh, guys who are playing up with the senior t- team, though, still, um, uh, they have Cuevas, you have Augie Williams, um, and then you have the two j- draft picks who we did get to see a little bit of uh, in Drac and uh, and Judd Drac, mostly. Drac. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Josh Drac. Uh, so we've been, you know, that's sort of where we sit. There's not enough room for all those guys, telling you right now. So, some, yeah. Most of those guys probably ain't cutting it, aren't going to make it. I Maybe one of those guys. I don't think either of the draft picks are going to get picked up right now. Um, it doesn't feel that way. Um, but if you look at LA Galaxy 2 and what they can do, um, I don't know. Augie Williams, to me, still seems like a no-brainer to bring up. Uh, Cuevas has played well in the little bit of time we've seen him, and he's exciting, and you like him, so I'm, yeah, I'm kind of rooting for him to make it. But I don't see both of them staying. I think it's one or the other, and striker to me is the weaker position uh, but yeah. maybe you could lo- loan uh, ethan zubak down to G- g2 if you wanted to yeah well they'll figure it out i think i think williams is that's going to be it's a matter of of win not if uh as far as the draft picks i think drac maybe has been getting a little more run than judd and then we're also gonna we might find out the answer to our question when he got drafted if that contract with the other team if that holds weight if the, if they don't sign him if he's able to go back uh, you know, I think it was Sporting Kansas City who had his rights. So maybe it's a blessing in disguise for Judd if, if he doesn't end up getting signed. But out of those two, it looks like Drac maybe is getting more of a run than Judd. Uh, Daddy, I, I, I was going to say, I, I love all these screen names in here. It's like, oh, well, call, call me Daddy. That's how it works. <laughs> Daddy um, Yankee. Yeah, Daddy Yankee uh, gave us a little $5 here. It says, Galaxy 2 at Orange County Great Park uh, this season. And it's a fun stadium. It's a great stadium to go watch like lower level teams. I, it's so much fun. Uh, I wonder what their capacity issues are going to be there uh, because it's such a small stadium, like 20% of, you know, 3,500, I think. So, yeah, I mean... Not a whole bunch of people there, yeah. uh, but if but you also, get a chance, yeah, yeah. But also, that may be kind of normal. You know, it, it, I know they they do well to fit to fill it. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bash the team, but it's not gonna you know for that for that team. You know, maybe when you connect the the percentage that are gonna go to fill the Galaxy Stadium, you'll probably get a similar percentage. Uh, you know, for for uh, you know, get at the Orange County Great Park there. Right. So, but it but you're right. You you do get close quarters. And it is a great great place to watch a game. Um, let's answer two questions in the chat right now. Um, uh, Gabriel's asking, is there any news on what is going on with Dominic Kinnear? He is no longer with the LA Galaxy. Uh, he'll probably sit out and be quiet because I think everybody's getting paid until at least June. Um, and I think all the money owed will basically be paid to those guys um, by June um, is one of the things I heard the last time. Usually it's paid through the entire next year, but I think maybe there was an accelerated payment uh, twiddle on this or uh, ex- accelerated uh, payment system on this however they ended up doing but dom is is not going to stay with the la galaxy um and then dre sound asks when when's pavone's court date he was already in court um he already did everything we have absolutely no updates on that uh he was back to training and he has changed his name he has changed his uh instagram account to say that he plays for boca and not for the la galaxy or at least he took the la galaxy off there not a surprise because he is a boca player and he's back to training and he's trying to rehab from all the injuries there that was it i mean there's 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 not a much there's not a lot there right now well Uh, i'd say i'd I'd push back and say that that the a lot part of that is that he's Excuse me. It sounds like I'm getting emotional. I'm not. Yes. I have something in my throat. Oh, you're <clears> out. <throat> you're, you're perfect. You're done. Yes. Okay. Good. <laughs> it, it's a, a sign that he's training with Boca again, and that he he is rehabbing there. And you're right. Instagram tells a, a story when you take the galaxy off that it's whatever the, your your meter was, which direction it was pointing us. It's it's closer to the Boca side now than the galaxy side. 
Yeah, it's a it's a it's an interesting one. And again, it's just it feels like it's going to be a long played out thing. So I'm not sure that there are going to be updates at every turn um, on all this. Uh, Let's go to this interesting little thing. The MLS PA, so the MLS Players Association released financial data on the hardship payments that they played paid to players last year. Now, um, everybody knows that the players took, I think, a 5% overall cut on their salaries in 2020. Um, and because of that, the Players Association or the Players Union basically went in and said, we know you're not getting all your money from your contracts from the owners, so we're going to make payments to people. Um, and they went by percentages, basically. We're going to give you a percentage um, to sort of make up for that. Uh, and so they did that too. And, and their quote here is that, Every active MLS player as of June 1st, 2020 received payments. That is the statement that came from um, the MLSPA. And this is all from The Athletic. Athletic did a great job on on this um, as you look at it. So the MLSPA released the financial data. The guy who took the largest payment, and by the way, we said it's percentages. So that means if you make more, you're going to get more. So the guy who took the largest percentage of that payment was Chicharito. Uh, He made $102,129 from that hardship payment. So they gave him a hundred thousand dollars basically, um, to, to sort of help offset what he wasn't going to get from his contract that came out of the MLSPA strike fund. That was their own cash and all this stuff. If you go to the athletic, they'll give you all the interesting things on there. He was the highest person listed. And they said that they had to list every person that they gave money to. And they said that all players, uh, that were active in MLS as of June 1st received payments. So that should indicate that everybody is on this list. But The Athletic also points out that Josie Altador, who is a very high-paid player in Major League Soccer, was not on this list, and that Carlos Vela over at LAFC was not on this list, and the union didn't respond with why that was. Um it could be, and and we have to theorize because we don't know. Uh, one of the reasons is that maybe they decided to decline that money in some way, but it said that every player that was active received a payment, so they should have been on the list somewhere if that was the case, or they didn't get pay cuts because their contracts basically said it doesn't matter if there's a pandemic, we still get all of our mm-hmm. money, right? And so that could have been the thing because that happened in, in the NBA. I think there were like six or seven players from one agent who all had this pandemic clause written into it that says even if there's pandemic, we still get all our money. And so those guys didn't get any pay cuts. So that could also be one of the reasons that that is in here, but there's no explanation. But obviously, the higher earners took the most amount of money. The lower earners would get a smaller chunk of that as it as it goes along yeah that, that's again we're nodding furiously and agreeing when you're the highest paid player in the league you're going to get the highest percentage of whatever payments go out and i i thought that maybe uh you know someone you know like our neighbor across town there maybe because they didn't play mls's back that had something to do with uh you know payments maybe getting a lesser cut or, or whatever it is but you're right you could could have to do with a clause in the contract yeah, it, it will, we'll see if it is uh, how it goes and and uh, all those different things. So uh, just a little side note on that. The Athletic also came through with another little interesting piece. And whenever you look at it, we talked about the LA Galaxy and how many games they would be playing on national television. We talked about, you know, sort of how important they are to MLS. But the Athletic went through and actually totaled everybody's national TV appearances. And the LA Galaxy and LAFC have the most national television appearances, uh, 16 uh, for the LA Galaxy. 
Galaxy 16 for LAFC uh, that spans across a whole bunch of different networks. And the LA Galaxy get those two ABC games as well, which is uh, a lot of fun. So ABC and ESPN combined, Fox and, and FS1 combined. Uh, there you have uh, Univision, you have Unamas. Um, so whenever you look at that, it's 16. The, the interesting thing is, and maybe it's not interesting at all, is that if you look at the three Canadian teams, they have zero nationally televised games in the United States, but obviously they have nationally televised <laughs> oh, games in the, uh, the in Canada. I was going to say the great nation of Canada, well, but not not national from a U.S. US perspective. Point. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. So so you yeah. would expect that. And and one of the surprises is that DC United only has one nationally televised game and that um, the New York teams are at the bottom of those as well. New York City FC is at five and New York Red Bulls is at four. And one of those games is against the LA Galaxy. Um, you know, coming up here for the for the season for the home opener uh, yeah. for the LA Galaxy. And my big takeaway from this is, and we're going to toot our own horn or toot the Galaxy's own horn here is, as bad as things have been, and the Galaxy having an off season and not kind of not making the playoffs and not looking, you know, basically looking like a shell of your former self. Even with all that, they're still a highly rated team and you can point to the ratings at the end of the day, if people weren't interested in the team, if they weren't a marquee franchise, they wouldn't want to uh, networks won't want to put them on TV. So the fact that they're still up there, you know, with the Atlanta United, with the Seattle Sounders, those teams who, who have been, you know, consistently well over the last few seasons, the fact that they're up there shows that there's still an interest in, in the LA galaxy and their brand is still very, very strong uh, because there's still a huge interest in getting them on TV. Yeah, it's uh again, you know, you you get a lot of if you didn't like Spectrum, you got the best possible um, you know, uh, solution to that, which is to have as the least amount of games you could possibly have on Spectrum because there's so many nationally televised games uh, that are coming up for the LA Galaxy. So, um, we told you the LA Galaxy are going on Friday to Tucson. Uh, they will play three matches basically in 10 days. So it's 10 days in Tucson. I, I say that the SoCal portion of their preseason is done, Eric, and mostly that's because um, when you look at the Galaxy, they're not playing any more games whenever they come back from Tucson. There'll still be a little bit of training and, and doing some stuff. Uh, but what will happen in Tucson is that the LA Galaxy will play uh, against Sporting Kansas City on Saturday, April 3rd. That's a 12 p.m. Pacific time kickoff. All these times are, are Pacific time. Uh, Wednesday, April 7th, they'll play against the Colorado Rapids at 3, 3 p.m. Uh, and then the final game, the 5 p.m. game at Saturday, April 10th, which I believe is sort of like the defining game of the Sun Cup, uh, is the LA Galaxy versus RSL. Um, and so that game, all three of those games, LAGalaxy.com, um, you know, 12 p.m., 3 p.m., 5 p.m., Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday. So the Galaxy, at least one of those games, Eric, and hopefully it's that last game where you're going to see like, hey, we're going to play a real game. This is a real game. Yeah. now. There's you know, we're going to use the subs the way we're going to use them. We're, we're going to this is a dress rehearsal for what's going to happen, um, you know, in eight days, basically, whenever they're done with this, uh, this, this game in Tucson. So that should be the yeah. best look that we have of what this LA Galaxy team could be. Yeah, and we, that's how we've seen the preseason work out in years past is leading up to it. You know, that last game is where you see your starters get the biggest run out and you see your your best lineup. Uh, and you're right, it is a dress rehearsal for what's going to happen in Miami the week, the following week. So uh, I agree, especially with players who are waiting to quarantine. Maybe this game against Sporting Kansas City, you don't get everyone back or you get them in limited minutes. But by the time they play in the 10th, I think you're going to see you're, you're going to get a good idea of what this team is going to look like uh, against Miami. All right, Eric, I think I'm done 
for the night, but I wanted to give us one more shot at a little um, Riot at the Tailgate again. Uh, the name of the song is Riot at the Tailgate. The artist is Architecto Verbal. Uh, the, this song is dropping on April 16th. The album, labeled 1996, comes out on the 25th, the uh, the day the LA Galaxy have the home opener against New York Red Bulls, so you'll be able to uh, to bop this all the way to uh, Dignity Health Sports Park whenever it comes out. We'll give you links. We'll do all that. Certainly want to thank them for, for giving us that, but let's get a little bit just again, just a little small taste of what you can expect whenever this song drops. And for those of you complaining about the volume last time, I'll, I'll try to pop, bump it up a little bit for you. Stadium, welcome to the tailgate. La carnazada, las cervezas, and then fine babes. Throw on a jersey and represent for LA. Let's keep it pushing through the 110 on the freeway. So bring the soccer ball, we're getting at the soccer moms. Politic with OGs, waiting till the game is on 121. Sit behind the goalie bond, Sunday night soccer. Call me when the game is on. Gotta put the flags up, Kobe with the mask up. Cosmo in the galaxy, we about to blast off. Oh yeah, it's about to be lit. In the sky with the fireworks, a gold. With a chip, we about the micheladas. Come and get me a sip. Gotta show us some love. Come and chill for a bit. Seen a goal for the fame. Over half with a trick. So don't go for them blames. Be a G with us quick. All right, there we go. Again, um, we'll give you all the information whenever that song drops uh, right at the tailgate. Uh, again, big thanks to uh, Architecto Verbal for allowing us to play some song, uh, some songs for them. And uh, and hopefully uh, everybody will get out there and, and support this this wonderfully talented, amazing artist. Uh, so a lot of fun. Can't wait to see uh, see what the rest of the album is. Uh, you're going to enjoy it. All right, Eric, is there anything else that you want to get to or, or can we be done as well? I think we're pretty close to being done. Just want to highlight feel the berm did mention about Miami players having to cancel scrimmages uh, due to COVID concerns. So I'm sure in the next uh, 10 days or so, we'll keep an eye on, on, on what happens with them, but uh, not, not urgent at the moment, but I'm sure that'll be something down the line. And then the last thing is I am getting some texts, uh, you know, from John Vieira, my dad, number one fan watching the show. Yes. Shout out to you, dad. Thanks for watching. Thanks for texting me and giving me updates. Love you, man. That's, that's, that's awesome. I love it. Hey dad. How's it going? Good to see you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Um, yeah, uh, it, it's it, the the Miami thing is interesting. They canceled three games. They had three preseason scrimmages and they canceled all three of them uh, because of that. I imagine that it all gets sorted by opening day, but not a great start for Miami yeah. in, in terms of not being able to play those games and do that stuff. All right. Uh, Mr. Eric, the Portuguese hammer Vieira, sir, why don't you go ahead and take us uh, take us out of here? I'd like you to call me Sia. Uh, again, you could always find me on Twitter at Hammer EV, and you could always find me on Instagram at Galaxy Profile. That's Galaxy P R O F O U L. All right. And if you're looking for me on Twitter, it's at Jay Guessman, J G U E S N A N, and of course at Galaxy Podcast. Head on over to cornerthegalaxy.com. We have game recaps, we have previews, we all have all that fun stuff. Uh, preseason mode still activated. LA Galaxy playing against Sporting Kansas City. 12 p.m. Pacific time, LAGalaxy.com. That's where you can find the game. All right. I think that does it. We're done. We played some music. We had some fun. For Eric the Portuguese Hammer Vieira, I'm Josh Pato Guessman, and you've been listening, you've been watching Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Have a great one, everybody. You've been listening to the Corner of the Galaxy podcast on cornerofthegalaxy.com. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Galaxy Podcast. And be sure to check out and subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher, and Facebook by searching for Corner of the Galaxy. Fans, we thank you for listening, and we ask that you be kind and courteous to your neighbors as you leave the podcast. 
We thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you again. Until then, I'm Michael Araujo, and on behalf of the entire Corner of the Galaxy crew, goodbye, everybody. <laughs>